Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Yehuda Atta. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Ayechi. That year, it was on the 18th day in the month of Tavis, in the year Tavshin Lamid, 54 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion. Where it says, Yehuda, <coughs> Ata Yeducha, Hecha, Yehuda, you, your brothers are going to praise you. Yodcha, Ba'irif, Evecha, your hand is in the neck of your enemy. So, Rebbe said it's known the point that's brought out here. Why it says, Yehuda, Ata. In other words, Yehuda, Yehuda, which is the name, Ata, you. In other words, it doesn't say this by any other tribes. And especially when it says, Yeducha, Hecha, your brothers are going to acknowledge you. So we're talking about Yehuda. So if that's the case, the question is, why did it say Atta? Seemingly, it's an extra word. That's question number one. Question, and then we continue on the verse. It says, Yad Your hand will be in the neck of your enemy. In other words, so when you're saying your, your hand, your head will be in the hand of the enemy, means it's not like going to be in a position where, where there's no enemy. There's an enemy. There's a valid enemy. The only thing is that your hand will be on their neck. Not like it says in in, 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 in the Torah that I, I will give when is Kalivech that I'm gonna give your, your enemy um in your hand in the back. In other words, that the enemy is running away automatically and therefore he's automatically behind your, his neck is behind you. But literally you're gonna to have to engage in putting your hand in the back of the enemy. Also, when it says in reference to Yehuta Ata Yu so the altar explains and matter of fact, on Chaf Dalat Tevis, the 24th day of Tevis, is the anniversary of the passing of the Alter Rebbe. So he says, in his classical works in the parasha, Tur'er, that who is it referring to? It's referring to specifically the brothers of Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. And those Yehuda's older brothers. Why? Because the brothers that were born after Yehuda, it's not a revolutionary idea. And especially that they're going to they're going to acknowledge and respect them. Especially like we know the opinion that says, based on the verse that says, So you have to honor your father and your mother. So it says, "S is to include." Besides the fact you have to have honor and respect for your father and mother, it, re, it, it includes your, your, your older brother. And there's an opinion that says not only on your older brother, the oldest, so to speak, but it refers to anyone that's older than you. So if that's the case, when it says that your brothers are going to acknowledge you, anyone that's younger, they have to do that because it's part of the midst of keep it of aim. So when it says they're going to acknowledge you, who is it referring to? It's referring to Reuven, Shimon, and Lady Levi that were born before him that are older than him. And Rebbe said, you can say, this is what the altar is saying, that it's specifically referring to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Because the fact is, we know that Yehuda was the king of all the tribes. But, but so what does it mean that they're, they're going to acknowledge him? You know, Yehuda comes to the word of acknowledgement, which means acceptance. Bittel in Hebrew is called. In other words, and that applies specifically to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. However, all the other brothers, they intellectually knew that they have to acknowledge him. He was the king. He was the older brother. So when it says Yehuda, it's referring to specifically what? Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Now, in reference to this, the idea of Yehuda Atta, the word Atta, we asked before, like what is Atta doing here? So the Zohar says as follows. 
that there are three times that the term Atta is used. And it's explained that one of these three times, so these three times are connected to the three Svirot of Malchus, the, the last Svirot, the lowest Svirot, Chesed, and Chachma. So when it says Atta, it's associated three times with these three Svirot. Where do we see that? Because in reference to Chachma, it says, Ki Atta Avinu, because you are Avinu. Avinu is Chachma. So again, we see that Atta is connected to the Svirot of Chachma. In reference to the sphere of Chesed, so it says, Ata Koyen La'ilam. You are a priest forever. So it says, and Koyen, which is connected to Chesed, so you see it has the idea of Ata there. And sphere of Samalchus is also called Ata. Like it says over here, Yehuda, which we know is connected to sphere of Samalchus, so it says Yehuda Ata. And so you know, again, Yehuda is connected to sphere of Samalchus, which is the last sphere. And like it says, when after he was born, she got stopped giving birth because, again, we're dealing with the sphere of Malchus. So, again, so what does the Zoya say? That Atta is said three times, associated with the sphere of Malchus, Yehuda, associated with the sphere of Chesed in reference to the Koyen, and associated with the sphere of Chachma when it says Father. Now, what does it mean, Atta? Atta means revealing. In other words, and that's why Malchus is called Atta. What is the idea of Malchus? Malchus reveals to the next world. And the same thing also, the sphere of Chesed is to reveal kindness. And Chachma is to reveal the, the intellectual ideas. And like it's explained in the, in the Siddur, in the Siddur discourses of reference to Baruch Shamar. So it explains the difference between Atta and Hu. Um, and those who, when it says who, it's referring, it's concealment. You don't know who it is. But when it says Atta, it's referring to someone specific. So Atta is what? The idea of revelation. And that's why Malchus is called Atta. Why? Because what is the idea of Malchus? Malchus is all about drawing down, revealing into the next world. So let's say starting with Malchus of Atsilos, you're revealing into the world of Bria, Malchus of Bria into Yitzira, and Malchus of Yitzira into the world of Asiya. And the same thing also, like it says, Misham Yiparet. Um, from there it goes out, and um, matter of fact, the revelation of all the spheres takes place through the sphere of Malchus. So Malchus is connected to what idea of Yehuda's Malchus, Atta's revelation, and Malchus is all about revelation. And the same thing applies with all the other attributes. In other words, what's the, per what's the idea of Malchus? Revealing to someone else. And the same thing also, all the revelation of all the other attributes is the component of Malchus which is in them. So what Rebbe is saying is like this. We know every single sphera, besides the fact that it being its primary sphera, it's interconnected with all the spheroids. So the, what is the component, the ingredient of every sphere that causes it to reveal? That's the component of Malchus. Now, Malchus is also called the Jewish people. And as in Hebrew, it's called Knesset Yisrael. What does Knesset mean? It, that it, it gathers in all the revelations from on high. So, so Malchus' the idea of what? It gathers everything in. Now, and what creates that it's, that it should become drawn down and reveal of all the ideas of Malchus? What causes that? That's the, the sphere of Chesed. Because we know Chesed goes with all the spheres. All the spheres are intertwined. And what, what, so the energy that causes Malchus to reveal is Chesed, because Chesed is all about giving. Chesed is all about revelation. So Malchus is a practical revelation, but the energy that causes it to reveal is the, is the, is the sphere of Chesed. And the same thing also in the sphere of Chachm, which says connect to Atta. And it's just like, for example, the way it applies to, to, to us, as we're considered like a small world, the same thing also in the big world. 
that the first revelation that takes place is Chachma. So the same thing also in the spiritual worlds, Chachma comes, is, is all about revelation. So to recap, what's Rebbe saying over here? That Chachma is the beginning of revelation. Chesed, it's natural, is all about revealing, about giving. And Malchus is the ultimate giving where it gives it on to, gives it on to the next world and so on and so else. And that's why it says Yehuda Atta. Why? Because Yehuda is Malchus and Atta's revelation of it. In other words, so you, and what does it say? Yoducha Achacha. The brothers are going to acknowledge you. So it's referring to the, as we said before, the brothers of Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, the ones that are the ones that are older than him. But nevertheless, who are they going to acknowledge? They acknowledge you. Why? Because the quality that Yehuda has, even though Reuven's higher, Shimon's higher, Levi's higher, and like all the spheres are higher, but the quality that Yehuda has is revelation. And what is what is what is the idea of Malchus? Like we said before, it reveals into the world the Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. Now, even though all the other spheres reveal, Chachma reveals, and Bina reveals, and and Chesed, everyone reveals, the difference is, a major difference is that every sphere reveals in its own world. It's, it stays in its own world. However, Malchus reveals to the next world. From Atzilus goes down to Bria, from Bria to Yitzira, and from Yitzira uh, onto Yitzira. So you can't compare the revelation of Malchus compared to any other spherot, because all the other spherot reveal in its world. Malchus has the power to reveal into the next world. And that's why it says, Atta, specifically in reference to Malchus, because Malchus is the one that has the greatest revelation. And this is what it says in the classical works of the Alter Rebbe in Torah Ur, um, it would actually has the uh, handwritten notes of the of the Rebbe Rashab that he says that Zah, which is basically the uh, uh, six Midos, Chesed Gvurit Feres Netzchad Yisoid, that's the end of the infinite world, infinite world, Erin Soif, and Malchus is the source of the created worlds. Why? And that's like the two, the two, uh, cherubs and, and that you had in the Beta Mikdash. So Zah is the end of the world. And Malchus, even though it's part of it, it's already starting the next world. And that's why it says, Yoiducha Chechel. Now, why are they going to acknowledge you? Because the fact that you have the power to reveal in the world of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. And through the fact that it's able to come down to the world's Bria, Asiya, so what happens then is it not only comes down to this world, but it actually elevates the sphere of Chachma, because Chachma is, re- reveals an idea. But guess what? If nothing happens with it, it's, 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 what, what was the whole point? So when Malchus does his job, reveals it to the next world, Chachma itself gets elevated. And that's why the main revelation takes place, where's the main revelation? In this physical world, Why? Because it's the lowest world. And then lower we mean not physically, not physically higher and lower, we mean spiritually lower. The place where God is so concealed, that's where the ultimate revelation is. In other words, this, that this, for example, this revelation is in the higher worlds, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, etc., up to Asiya, so the altar is in Tanya, that the higher worlds is actually a downgrade for Hashem. Even the world of Atzilut, so Atzilut, Bri, Yitzira, there's revelations, but it's a downgrade for, for Hashem. But the fact that the revelation is able to come down to the world of Asiya, so that's the greatest revelation, but, and that creates an upgrade also in the world of Atzilus as well. And when, and, and the, and the Sphero, this world of Atzilus is connected to the idea of Chachma. Now, the advantage that takes place in the world of Asiya. That, that specifically in the world of Asiya, you're able to do the most important job is to create, and I'll say it in Hebrew, a dira lo yizborech. 
In this world, we can make a dwelling place for Hashem. How do we do it? We do it through the avoid of Hiskafya, practicing restraint, and Hiskafya transformation. Like the altar says in Tanya, that when a person in this physical world practices restraint, doesn't think what he wants to think, doesn't say what he wants to say, doesn't do what he wants to do, which obviously if it's wrong. And not only doesn't he do it, but he actually does something the opposite of Samcha, we create a Hashem, a, a, a Hashem should smile. Hashem should be happy. In Hebrew it's called a Nachas Ruach Barakadis Baruch In other words, that specifically from the darkness, when you're going through a challenge, when you're going through a dark moment, and you practice restraint, and you do transformation, you create a greater light that can only exist that's coming through that powerful uh, transformation. And that's why it says, Yodcha, in reference to you, that your hand is in the, in the neck of your enemy. In other words, what is the enemy? The enemy is called in Hebrew, Sitra, Achra, and Klipa, which means the other side of holiness, the shell, so to be not, 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 not the light side. In other words, it's the other side, it's not the side of, of, of Kedusha, it's not the side of holiness. And a Jew doesn't want and can't be disconnected from godliness. And like in the says in Yiddish, Ayid nishtar vil, or nishtar ken, sign up from Fenelikus. A Jew doesn't want and really can't be connect, disconnected from a Baruch Hu. So therefore, anything that's taking them away from cleaving to God and godliness, that is the enemy. And that's why it says the hand, your hand is in the neck of the enemy. Why in the neck? Because in the neck, in the back part, you don't have the revelation of the internal powers. Now, and what does that mean practically? It's the avoida, like we said before, of iskafia, practicing restraint. In other words, that you don't have any desire or will and no energy to deal with the, with, deal with negativity. And as if someone's giving you like a present that, you know, he just throws it to you, he doesn't want to have any involvement in it, without a heart, etc. In other words, and when you when you basically disconnect from anything which takes you away from godliness through iskafia, then you have your hand, and you and you elevate all the spheres, even to the sphere of what of chesed and chachmah, the higher spheres. And when a person does the avoid of iskafia and ishabcha in this physical world, so we come to the true level of ata you. In other words, not referring to Yehuda, but referring to the essence. Of, a, of, a, of Hashem, which is the true existence. And as we know, that's where basically anything you say is coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even, even, even a child is connected to Hashem. And it's not on a level of a revealed level. Because in revealed levels, there was a, there was, there was, there was concealment. There was a, there was a tzimtzum. And it's only a ray of Hashem. However, when it deals with the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the true existence of everything. And like the Rambam writes clearly that Hashem is the only truth. And there's no other truth other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And anything that exists from the highest world to the lowest world all comes from Hashem. In other words, so in anything that exists other than the essence of Hashem, you can't say, Atta, it's you, Hashem. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's because there's a level of concealment and it's only, it's only a ray. But only when you see the true existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you can say the level of Atta. So when someone says Atta, you're referring to the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do you come to the level where you're just looking for the essence of Hashem? That comes when you, the avoid of Yehuda Atta, which is basically the idea of Sfirah Samalchus. In the lowest sphere, you're able to connect to the, to the highest part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when you do that, you reach, 
to the true level of Atta, which gets revealed initially in the sphere of Chachma, like the where it says clearly in Tanya, in the 35th chapter, in the footnote there, that when he heard from his teacher that he himself, and nothing else, that is the level of Chachma. And when we do our avoidance of practicing restraint and practicing transformation, in this physical world, when we get to Atta, we reach the place that Mashiach is going to come. And what's, and what's going to happen, Mashiach comes, and strangers are going to come, strangers are going to take care of all our, all our needs. And when is that going to happen? It's going to happen, when, when the coming of Mashiach, the righteous Mashiach, like Jeremiah finishes off and says, it should happen very, very soon, very, very quickly. So here we have another powerful Hasidic discourse, more of a shorter discourse, but a practical discourse, that we have the power to create a deep connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu by literally accepting and practicing in this world, we actually have the power to reach the act on the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And like Jeremiah finished says, when we reach the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we'll have the coming of Mashiach, and let's hope and pray it happens, and next week's class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.